opening crawl. A long time ago, three friends talked about recording a show, a podcast in which they could feel truly free to discuss tons of nerdy stuff passionately, like dragons, time travel, robots, and clones, mutants, time travel, board games, and thrones, aliens, wizards, time travel, zombies, zombies that time travel? You betcha, Dobby. Comic-Con, steampunk, parallel worlds, Mega Man, Hearthstone, but no sports or girls. So red pill or blue pill, now that you know, we'd like to welcome you to the Cast Springer Show. Introducing your hosts, Pat Snorlax, singer, Chris Mewtwo, singer, and Randy Alakazam Saffron. Cast Bringers! Hello and welcome to Cast Bringers! Chris, Randy, what's up, guys? I, I'm doing great. What uh, yeah, what is up? I know um, I'm excited to be Alakazam. That was, that's pretty exciting. Pat got the one I wanted. I was hoping for Snorlax. Not my favorite. It's my favorite Pokemon to be with my kids. Just Snorlax. Lame Mewtwo. <laughs> so... Freaking awesome. I was hoping for Bulbasaur. <laughs> Actually, Bulba. I, do, I do like Bulbasaur and Squirtle. Squirtle, come no one beats Squirtle, right? He's so cute. Yeah. Squirtle. Guys, before we get started, we gotta dedicate this episode to one of our, our castanets out there, little Nikki. This episode's for you. One giant among us reference. Episode nine. We are sus. Actually, I think it's kind sus of sus about Pokemon. I think it's kind of sus that Nikki was calling us out for not talking about Among Us enough. But... I think we've mentioned Among Us. Or maybe we didn't because... Were the imposter? But I didn't say it. Or are you the imposter? I didn't. Oh, I would never admit that I'm really the imposter. I'm the imposter. Oh, you just said I <laughs> What? No, I didn't. No, no, no. Hey, I'm, emergency I'm not the imposter. I'm the imposter. Meeting. Huh? Nothing. Emergency <laughs> meeting. We're in the meeting right now. This is right. it. Perfect. So, uh, what what have you guys been nerding out on, Randy? What do you? What do you I can tell you. I can tell you what I'm not nerding out on. It's Among Us because I don't understand anything that just happened. <laughs> so <laughs> sus. He's pretending he doesn't know what Among Us is. <laughs> so sus. Uh, so, uh, raised by wolves, which I'm guessing little Nikki has not been watching. Um, it is awesome. He lives it. He's, <laughs> have you met his dad? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Always remind me of an Android that uh, Castanet and Nick um, raised by wolves is right now, in my opinion, the best show on TV. So Ooh. I say go out, watch it. I How do you watch root, it. Uh, HBO Max, not through Hulu. You have to use the HBO Max app. Um, what I did realize for all our Castanets out there is that I signed up for HBO Max through Hulu. But Hulu, when you open up HBO Max through it, leaves out certain shows. So you actually have to use the app. It's all paid for the same way. But just a heads up, um, and Raised by Wolves is one of those shows. But right now, my opinion, best show on TV, done. Uh, speaking of a word that sounds like done, Dune, I'm still reading Dune. Um, yeah. Yep, you'll be reading it for about the next month and a half, <laughs> at least. It's so good. Been playing Call of Duty Zombies and most excited about, thanks to our cast and that Chris. Oh, sorry, our cast. Uh, cast. <laughs> no, I'm on the show. Not, yeah, you're definitely not a I am fan. a fan. No, you're definitely true. not a fan of it. So, uh, Superman. I actually don't and, think I've ever listened to us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Superman and Lois. Uh, 
I'm going to say best show on TV, I guess, right. I thought you said Raised by Wolves was the best show on TV. Right after Raised by Wolves. There's two best shows on TV. They're equal. Uh, Guys, I'm a mess today. But Superman and Lois, Chris, thank you so much for telling me how to watch it. It I actually forgot about it this week. We've just been super busy. And now seeing you seeing you put it in the show notes reminded me i can't wait to watch it i hope i have enough energy after we record this to watch it tonight it's that's so helpful. good <laughs> it's actually you know what if you want to watch it right now i think pat and i can yeah we'll uh, put it. we can cover for yeah. you okay yeah you might. i'll put everything in my notes just record that in the uh in the background here <laughs> so sus so sus uh so well, i'll get no, into that's not how you use that oh sorry um so I'll I got a Superman article later, so I'll get into that. But yeah, that's what I'm nerding out on. Uh, Chris, what about you? Yeah, uh, honestly, I have not had a whole lot of time to nerd out this week at all. Um, biggest thing was probably March first start is here, so uh, that means Hoopla reset. So I was able to get Dark Age, the next Red Rising book. So I'm working my way through that now. Got 18 days left don't think I'm going to make it. <laughs> I'm going to have to use, two, that's going to be a two credit use. And then I guess the only other thing I've been nerding out on is Knighthood, this little mobile game from King Games and Madoki Studios, where you're a knight and you get treasure and battle monsters. It's weird graphics. I think I've talked about it on the show before in a couple episodes and we talked about loot boxes and gotcha systems and player passes and all that it's all of those it's so terribly (laughs) addictive but i'm in it to win it and they just had an update so i've been playing through that nice i have been i actually am similar to chris i haven't had a ton of time to nerd out this week it was my birthday and then we had happy uh, birthday happy birthday thanks guys we also had a, a pipe burst in our basement. Happy birthday. I got you a pipe burst. <laughs> <laughs> actually, you know what? You had a party. It, you had that back, actually. I don't know. That. You thought it was like a gender reveal party where something has to explode. So you got <laughs> yeah, him a I pipe that burst. Yeah. Yep. Isn't that what you happen? You blow stuff up on birthdays. <laughs> Especially things uh, you really the need. The older you get, the more expensive the thing is you have to blow up. <laughs> I don't recommend it. Now I'm leaning towards pieces of Pat's house. <laughs> Um, but, uh, we got it all resolved. And so that was good. Uh, and so I was able to, the, like yesterday, basically essentially was where I got most of my nerding done. Um, start, downloaded the demo on PS5 for Outriders. Uh, it's kind of like a Gears of War meets Destiny. It was really good. I recommend Is that the one from was, Square Enix? No, it's by, uh, People Can Fly. Um, it, and it's just a demo right now. The game actually comes out, I think, end of April, something like that. So, um, I don't know if the demo is really fun so far, though. So, I think the game's going to be good. Um, so, messing around with that. And then also, uh, I actually went live on Twitch for the first time yesterday. Yeah. Uh, fingers, making our presence felt. Couple, couple castanets and myself have a Madden franchise. And so, we were playing each other. And one of the guys wanted to be able to watch the game, even though he wasn't like playing in it. And we could not figure out if there was any way to watch it. So, then we're just like, well, let's just. Have someone go live on Twitch and watch it there. No, no. Can I can I comment that I I love the epitome of nerdiness that that is that I want to watch my friends play a video game 
so I can scout their their <laughs> playing in the video game for when I have to play them in the video game. It's fantastic. Now that is a cast bringer move. <laughs> it, it was it was also a crazy game. So I was playing against probably super super castanet at this point. It's the super castanet Nick, uh, and it it was wild. Came down right to the end. Was able to eke out a victory. Uh, it was fun. It's a great game. And it was cool just, to, again, that we figured out that we could watch each other's games now if one of us goes live on Twitch, uh, which is fun. And then uh, still reading through Iron Gold. Chris, you said you think you're going to do two two rentals for Dark Age. Mm-hmm. I'm on currently my third, maybe fourth rental for Iron Gold. <laughs> That's because you got a short commute to work, man. Yeah, that's true. That is part of it. It's you got to get 20, 30-minute commute. <laughs> But so I'm still still mowing through that. I think I'm like two thirds of the way through. So that's it. That's what I've been hearing out on. Pat, do you want to plug your uh, Twitch name or at least tell me what it is so I can watch it? Sure. Uh, I don't do not go live very often, so don't plan on like <laughs> ever catching it. But it Are is. Are we live on Twitch now? No. Actually, though, maybe we should. We could be. Now that I, yeah. Now that I think about that. Um, but my, my Twitch name is Citizen Snips 128. Okay. Did you say Citizen Snips? Citizen Snips 128. Are you going to start ripping packs? I heard that's the new thing to do on Twitch. Oh, uh, Pokemon packs? Yeah. I, or other, I guess it is Pokemon. I heard uh, people just pay. So, what is it? You pay money, you like enter a raffle essentially, and the Twitch person will rip open packs in front of you and you pretty much get what that person opened and they'll mail it to you. Have you heard of this? Oh, I didn't know that. That's an idea. Yeah. All I know is uh, I think like that uh, the kind of lame guy, Logan Paul, like did, did something like that and he ripped open like two Charizards though, which those are like worth a ton. And then ripped them in half or something. <laughs> yeah. He burned them. And then he bought a $100,000 box of Pokemon cards that was fake. That all sounds about right. Anyway. Are we, are we starting the Logan Paul cast bringers? Nope. No, we're no. not even. No, don't, don't even go there. We're going <laughs> to just move right on to the next segment. <laughs> Did the cast watch? Did the cast watch? Memento. Guys. Did you watch Memento? No. It did not even cross my mind to watch it this week. I... Normally, even when we did did the did I watch Tenant, I would like have at least a day or two where I would stop be like, hmm, I have some time, maybe I should watch Tenant, and then I'd be like, eh, no, not right now. Memento did not even occur to me to even watch, so it's Randy. gonna be a while. Randy. I, I ironically, I ironically forgot that it was even a segment on the show. <laughs> but so no, I did not watch Memento, Chris. Boys, I watched the first half of Memento. Backwards? I did it. Huh? <laughs> Backwards? So the second no. half? No, no, no. Did no, no. Like invert- the first half was like every other scene. Did you invert the movie? No, 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 no. That's not how Memento works. Memento works differently. It <laughs> jumps, time jumps and skips. So I watched the first half, which is in actuality the beginning and the end. But you watched as it merges that. into a singularity. Although they don't call it a singularity because it's a memory, a memorial singularity, memorialarity. Keep going. Well, don't stop now. 
but I did watch it. I watched it up to the scene where he goes, he hey, no suddenly spoilers. has a, a liquor bottle in his hand. Am I drunk? No, I don't no feel spoilers. drunk. So, what? Chris, you watched it like a torrent file where you only watched half of it, but bits and pieces here and there from it, kind of? <laughs> sure. Is that what I'm getting? Okay. <laughs> uh, it was on Amazon Prime. It's streaming on Amazon Prime. And so I just watched it one night and then fell asleep, was getting tired and falling asleep. And so I turned it off. But then all I could think about was crazy stuff happening out of order, and I couldn't sleep at all. <laughs> it's not one of those movies you really want to watch to calm you down. No, I, I hadn't seen it in forever, and it's definitely not a calm-down movie. It is a freaky, like, it's not, like, scary or, like, intense, but it's, like, a mind-trippy type movie because there's so many, like, little twists and swerves and like characters suddenly change on a dime because of just that's how the movie is structured. So it's really can't trust anyone in it. And I'm realizing that the the main character is kind of a dick. Oh, little Nicky earmuffs. Earmuffs. Uh, sure. <laughs> I don't know if it works in that order. In Memento, it would. Yeah, in Memento, <laughs> fine. Did I just earn us our first explicit tag? <laughs> I'm going to have to click the box when I upload this one. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's move on to the multi-strike. All right. Uh, Chris, what is your article about? So my article is about... So, well, let's start off. The article's a little misleading because the headline is lab-grown black holes something something looking it up lab grown black hole analog behaves just like stephen hawking said it would so when you have lab grown black holes in your headline you already got me hooked but it's not a real black hole it was a black hole analog so i need to read the full headline before i really get sucked into the article (laughs) but anyways some uh physicists took some atoms and mashed them together with some lasers fired one laser at it and then another laser at him in a different way and created some crazy state of matter and uh, a model event horizon and then measured the radiation and time in the um, analog black hole and figured out that everything that Stephen Hawking said would happen actually did happen. So good on Stephen Hawking. I guess he was a kind of smart guy from what I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, basically, they were trying to prove ha- uh, Hawking radiation, which had never been. Again. again. Pat, whose article is this? Hey. <laughs> Over-explaining my article. Yeah, you didn't do a good job of explaining. Well, I'm fine. I'm going to explain your article even more. Please, because actually, I read my article way more. Oh, your article was way too long. I couldn't read it. Never mind. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they were proven Hawking radiation, and they got a lot of strong evidence that it does actually exist. Yeah, they were actually proving Hawking radiation. They got a lot of uh, things that Pat just said to happen. Thanks. Happened. Yeah. I, good job. I took notes on your article, Chris. So a um, couple things I got out of it. Event Horizon, it was a really scary movie. And <laughs> the I same thing like, as soon as they mentioned it. I don't I, want to read this article anymore. <laughs> and I feel like science has pretty much come down to just smashing things together. Yeah. Like every <laughs> article I read is they're smashing atoms and figuring something else out. So that's where we're at now. 
I want to be a scientist. I want to smash some TVs together, see what happens. Now, though, it's not only do you get to smash stuff together, you also get to shoot it with lasers. Yes. Science is way cool. (laughs) Pretty much. All right. Randy, what about you? Uh, No need to explain this one for me, guys. I got this one. Uh, Superman news. So. I'm so excited to talk about this. Uh, There's been a lot of Superman news that has come out lately. If you have not been following, um, essentially, first, I think the first thing that came out was Henry Cavill. 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 uh, Reportedly found out that he is no longer Superman in the DCEU. Um, And then the next article to come out was J.J. Abrams and uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates. Did I say that right? Ta-Nehisi Coates, I believe. Ta-Nehisi Coates. Um, They are going to work together to create and reboot was the word they used, a new Superman movie um, reportedly starring a black Superman. Um, And I think everybody who has been reading a lot about this. It's Michael B. Jordan is the rumored Superman. Um, From there, now it looks like it's going to actually be Calvin Ellis Superman or, um, oh, I forgot his name. I wanted to remember it. Something uh, Elzad. I forgot what they call him, his super, you know, his uh, Kryptonian name. But apparently he's Superman from Earth-23, and he's been around the comics since I think the late nineties. Um, so it's not like they're rebooting it necessarily. They're just going multiple universes on it. Mm-hmm. So, and then it just every day, some new news comes out on it. Uh, overall, my feelings, and I'll go to both of you guys. I hate that JJ Abrams is attached to it. I know we talked off pod about this. Um, J.J. Abrams created my favorite and least favorite show, Lost, and um, since then I have loved and hated him at the same time. And he has gradually gotten worse at what he creates. And he essentially, I think, just makes mystery box shows now, um, and where the whole point of the show is a mystery that they've never actually written a solution to. So I'm worried about this Superman. Um, I know he did Star Wars, Star Trek, other things. Pat talked me down, talked me off the ledge, said that Coates is a great writer, and I know he's written some amazing things, so I'm excited about that. I'm actually extremely excited that it sounds like they're now not rebooting Superman. They're just bringing in Calvin Ellis' Superman. I think that's awesome. I would love to see a movie like that, and I am still all in on Henry Cavill's Superman. Uh, And then also Superman and Lois, as I said before, phenomenal show being a huge superman tv show fan they are just crushing it i don't want to ruin anything but they have a an amazing lois i think perfect lois uh the actor for superman's great and the bad guy not going to name yet they did a great job so overall excited about the show i'm excited about this new superman um forget you jj abrams on to pat sorry that was a long one but i just had to get my feelings out there guys Pat, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I know we've talked a little bit off pod about some of this stuff. Again, I feel this is very similarly to you on the J.J. Abrams stuff. I just don't, I think especially after Star Wars, I don't really trust him to, you know, take care of this property. Again, I think the positive is that he's really only like a producer. He's not 
you know, like directing the movie from what it sounds like or like writing it. Um, so I think in that sense, it's, it makes me feel a little bit more comfortable. Um, I love the idea of Michael B. Jordan as Superman. Like if, if that does get cast, like I love him. I think he's an awesome actor. So I think he'll be great. Um, again, a little bummed about, I, I have mixed feelings on Henry Cavill. Um, I don't know. Again, I, I don't know. I, I do think he was a decent Superman though. And I would like to see him just get a better shot at it with, again, I think better writing and just a, not Zack Snyder directing him or something. <laughs> um, and I think the biggest, I mean, kind of talking about that, I think the biggest thing with kind of them going this route of the multiverse versus like DCU and, and everything is just, I mean, DC itself with their movies, I think they've lost a lot of trust just in kind of this larger universe part. Again, you ha they have their one-offs of like say Joker or the Nolan trilogy and things like that that are good. But when they've tried to do kind of these more broader stuff that's kind of making like a big blockbuster franchise, they've really fallen flat. So I don't know how much I really trust them to do something right uh, in this regard. Like even if they do go this multiverse route with different Supermans and stuff, like are they ever gonna tie that back together? You know, will we see Henry Cavill and, and Michael B. Jordan on the same screen as like two Supermans or something? Like that would be cool, but I don't trust them to do that right either. So I don't know. There's, a, I think just a lot of mixed feelings. And for me, it's just kind of, let's just wait and see where this goes. So I, I read in our article today um, to piggyback off that, that Henry Cavill is angry. I read that they're like ditching him kind of, and, you know, he thought he'd at least get another Man of Steel 2 out of it, which kind of goes to show like, we all, we've already talked about in the podcast, he sounds like he's a big nerd and he, you know, he enjoys playing the character. Um, but they did say that they are open to have him do cameos in a bunch of these extended universe films, um, depending on what he wants to do at that point, or if he's going to fight it and they're just going to force him to be in some of these. Uh, but I totally agree, Pat. I think I'd like to see what they do with better writing. And I know Chris has seen Superman Lois. And I think the writing in that, what they're doing with Superman in that, I would love to see Cavill in it, but I also like the actor in that too. So Chris, what do you think? I, I love the idea. I love a new different Superman coming out and a different take on it. I'm a big fan of Tiny Hossie Coates' writing. I think he's done awesome in Black Panther and Captain America. I think it's a little weird that he's jumping to the, you know, the other comic company now. He's playing them back and forth. And I also think it's weird that Michael B. Jordan, uh, Human Torch, correct? Yes. In the weird Fantastic Four movie that no one really saw, but it's yep. another Human Torch moving on to a bigger and better uh, superhero. So from, from my take right now, Human Torch is the jumping on point into a expansive superhero career. Uh, you got the uh, Captain America and Superman coming out of them. Um, but Calvin Ellis, I think it's also no, uh, Rand, you said you couldn't remember his Kryptonian name. It's Calvin Ellis Cal Al, uh, he's Cal L still. That's why he came up with Calvin L. This, um, and also on Earth twenty three, he's president. Is he? So, I see, I didn't yes. know much about him, honestly, yes. and I, I didn't know much, which is pretty cool. I don't know. I he's don't a know. fairly newer character. Um, mm -hmm. I was actually just looking up some of the the stuff on him that um, in first appeared in uh mid-2000s or so when they rebooted um, uh, the DC Universe in New 52. So actually 2009 was his first appearance. So he's a fairly newish character. 
which means there's a lot of room for growth and a lot of freedom to do stuff with them, which is awesome. And didn't he play Killmonger in uh, Black Panther? So he's been in a few superhero mu- movies, yes. uh, Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. I, you know, where I first saw him was in uh, Chronicle, which I loved that movie. And I, I'd, I'd never heard of him before, and I thought he did a phenomenal job in Chronicle. I never put together until just now that he was in front, that that was him in Chronicle. Yeah. I wanted to see Chronicle forever. I can't find it streaming anywhere. Oh, new segment? Chris, watch, I'll watch Memento first and then wait to watch Chronicle with you guys watching Memento. I like it. All right. So, yep, that's that's my Superman news. I'm sure I'll talk more about it next week, but I, uh, I'm all in on Superman. So. New, new segments, weekly Superman update. Yep, good. And uh, Justice League, the extended cut is coming out, what, in a couple of weeks, I think? Yeah, like week or two. Four hours. It's on HBO Max, right? Yep, four hours, six parts, I think I saw. So, we'll. I mean, I'm going to watch it. We'll see Same. how it all pans out. Are they releasing them all at once? That I don't know. It sounded yeah. like they were, right, Pat? It is, so it is a four-hour movie. Like, they're just releasing it as a movie. But but then within the movie, he broke it down into, like, six chapters. Okay. So there are six chapters to the movie. But it's, it is just like a, it's a four-hour movie that you're just going to sit there and watch. And it seems like it will be a movie. It's going <laughs> to be as good as the other one. So, yep. so no judgment zone. <laughs> No judgments. On this, even if it's not us, still no judgments. Okay. Well, I mean, my judgment right now is I, I'm pretty convinced it's still not going to be good. <laughs> Did you? I read an article about the Warner Brother execs hating this version, so that's why they put out that hating they're going this to. Version? So hating this version, and that's why they came out with the news of the new Superman this week with oh, JJ really? Abrams <laughs> to compete with the Zack Snyder. I, I that should have been my article. Um, <laughs> I guess I can't talk about it because it wasn't my article, but that was, yeah, something I read. Kick it, kick it for next week because I do yeah. think that's an interesting topic to dive into. Yeah. Um, Warner yeah. Brothers trying to save face by releasing some good news before bad news hits. <laughs> right. Because I also read an article probably since our last episode that as soon as executives saw the, the Joss Whedon version, they were like, they knew it was going to be, they're just like, this is garbage. Yeah. <laughs> like, I saw that too. No matter what we do, this movie's going to suck. Yeah, exactly. Basically, just like, oh, my God, this is so bad. Whatever. The the more recent one said that AT&T, the parent company of Warner Brothers Media or Warner Media, is the one who decided to go forward with the Zack Snyder cut, not actually Warner Media. So that's why there was a disconnect, I guess. But, yeah, but he did it for free. Well, did he? Zack Snyder didn't get paid for putting the cut together. I mean, I would do it for free. Paid his own money to have it final finished. Okay. Which doesn't, which maybe he did, but I'm sure he's getting some back end money somehow. Better get something, yeah. Companies like, I would assume you'd still have to charge HBO or HBO Max or Warner or whoever. Like, they would have to pay money to like put it on their streaming service. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they still get either a, a a cut for every view or they get a, a certain percentage of subscriptions for that month that it's premiered or whatever the contract reads is how they, I think how it would happen. If I was making a, a new version of justice league and HBO max wanted to host it, that's what I would put into my contract. <laughs> and I would watch that version, Chris. For sure. And listen, I have a lot of experience with making versions of movies that sucked. <laughs> 
That's a different meat and potatoes, though. <laughs> but that's... I'm just kidding. I don't. I'm the imposter. <laughs> what? what? Nothing. I didn't see anything. All right. Moving well, on. Killing Blow. Quit you. No, we're not doing Killing Blow. Yet. <laughs> Why not? I love huh? when Chris skips over. Ben, we already talked about your article too long. No one read it. No, I, actually, I mean, that might be my grant because I just opened it back up to remind myself some details on it. Um, I was, I was we'll trying go, to skim it and it just kept going. Where's the, we'll where's the TLDR? We'll go to find quickly. So my article was about uh, an unofficial Pokemon uh, D&D homebrew set. So basically what it is, is you can uh, basically role play as Pokemon trainers um, using the Dungeons and Dragons 5e kind of rule set. Um, you all make basically like a version of a Ranger's Beastmaster. Uh, and that's like your Pokemon trainer. And so then you have your beasts kind of do all the fighting for you, which are Pokemon. So it's super fun. And then whoever made this also made, um, you know, made up all the stats and stuff for all the different Pokemon that you could have, um, moves, items, held items, etc., that you would use in a normal Dungeons and Dragons game. So it's pretty wild, pretty cool. That's it. That's all I got. That does look, look pretty neat. I like how they, uh, I'm reading through, scrolling through the article. I'm still scrolling. But throughout the article, they have the, the different documents, and they're all look like they were taken from the, the Dungeon Player's mm-hmm. Guide. And But there's a like a Pokemon reskin. So they have all the Pokemon like um, fonts and pictures of Pokemon where there'd be the beasts and monsters and stuff. So that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Very well done by whoever created it. Yep. It's cool. That's it. Killing Blow. Let's go. all right so per usual this week's killing blow was sent in by superfan nick or i should say supercast the net supercast the net nick so nick he's almost like the fourth host because his material keeps keeps us going (laughs) he Um, is i think he is because this was the other article i was gonna post if i didn't post the superman one and he beat me with the Twisted Medical Hurdle last yeah. week. He's so good at this. He knows us so well, man. And I'm going to guess this start, is... Start assigning us articles so just to save some legwork for us. <laughs> and guys, honestly, I, I got to be honest, this is probably the most interesting out of all our articles. Correct. So you don't like fake black holes created in labs that aren't real black holes? Analog black holes, not fake. Give yourself some credit. Real, not even real black holes. <laughs> So, what's science done for us lately? Can't even create real black holes in a lab. <laughs> no, Chris, it's done a lot for us. We get to smash stuff and shoot it with laser. <laughs> All right. I'll let this one slide if you let me shoot the laser one more time. Done. All right. So, Nick's, Nick's article. Land of Mars rover, but you can't create a black hole in a lab. <laughs> All right. Come on, right. Focus. Focus. Yeah. Nick's article that he sent in was about a space hotel that they are hoping to open in 2025. Now this hotel will have kind of like a, it basically looks like a big ring that is, you know, kind of slowly circling to make artificial gravity. They said it would have the equivalent of like gravity on the moon. Um, It would have kind of an internal ring that would be where I think the major hotel was. And then outer rings would be where they could still do some research, house a lot of the uh, like mechanical things that they would need to maintain the space station uh, and, you know, science stations for experiments, stuff like that. So kind of a weird, uh, like just a combination of 
international spaces for kind of your, your typical space missions, but then also a hotel space that would have like all the amenities of a hotel and still like gravity and, and everything. Seems wild. That seems super wild. I love the idea. I can't believe we're already here. We're living in the future. That's what I can't believe. Uh, beginning in 2025. I like, don't see it happening. I, that seems insane. <laughs> I mean, I guess we have the technology and know how to do it, but I don't. How do you get people I up there and happening? That's what I don't get. Well, like, so let me say, let me clarify too. It's not 2025 like it's going to open. They, they're going to begin construction in 2025, which so still seems crazy. So it'll probably open in 2026, which is crazy. Right? I mean, I would think it'd take longer than a year to build that bad boy. 2027. 2027. <laughs> um, actually, I think there is a time frame in the article. I don't remember. I didn't write notes down, so I don't remember when uh, a lot of it's supposed to be done. But it seemed like a, uh, I will, I'll say, ambitious time frame, to put it nicely. It says it's, right um, here, as early as 2025. But that's for oh, construction. construction could begin. I got to read the first sent- first part of the sentence. You got it. I have that problem. So will you guys go there if you have the opportunity? I don't know. I mean, space seems kind of terrifying. <laughs> no one can hear you scream from what I've heard. It, it seems like, a, like at first it's like, yeah, I'd definitely go. But then the more I think about it, it's exactly what you said, Pat. Terrifying. Exactly. Terrifying. I can't imagine. It's got to be unbelievably expensive. Yeah. For a hotel room in space, and also, like going to space would be cool, but like, what do you do in space? Is it's not going to be like a vacation where you can go on a beach or ride roller coasters in space? Is it? Well, this says that it will. How gym spas, movie theaters. Yeah, which I don't I don't want to do any of those in space. Right. I would <laughs> I want to do space stuff in space. I want to float around in an empty room. Like that would be cool. And I guess look out the window a lot. I don't know what else. Yeah, uh let me put I'll put it this way. I don't want to be on the first group of people that's going to the space hotel. <laughs> But I, I mean, it might be cool to go after a few years and, you know, they work all the kinks out or, you know, the thing hasn't like exploded or anything yet. Um, yeah, I don't know. What if you could, what if you were offered the job to be the concierge at the space hotel? Absolutely not. I would not want to work in the, at the space <laughs> hotel. That's all right, what a, if you're the, uh, the elevator guy? The, the elevator operator. Hotel. Yeah, the bellboy, bellhop. Now, is this a space elevator? Like one that goes from Earth to space. Whoa, that I thought we were supposed to have that already, weren't we? Right. I I still don't understand. How are you going to get up there and back? Do we have the technology easily get people up and back to this? Yeah, Elon. Elon's developing it. SpaceX. Elon's uh, thing landed. It landed successfully. That's true. (laughs) What happened after that? <laughs> the headlining was landed successfully, but the picture was a ball of fire. And <laughs> but somebody didn't do their research. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so the space hotel's coming. Seems seems like it could be good or bad. Who knows? 
it's kind of crazy. It's exciting. It is. It is exciting. The future is now. Let's dive into the meat and potatoes of the week. All right. The meat and potatoes this week. We're talking all things Pokemon. Pokemon. Gotta catch them all. Gotta catch them all. All right, guys. So kind of first to start off before we dive into some of the news regarding Pokemon, what's uh, what's all you guys think? Well, why are we talking about Pokemon? So we are talking about Pokemon because it is the 25th anniversary of the first Pokemon game. On uh, last Friday, there was a recent um, Pokemon Presents, uh, I guess, talk or forum, conference, whatever you want to say. But at Pokemon Presents, there was a lot of news that came out. So we wanted to get into that. Um, but before we do, I want to just touch on your guys' experience with Pokemon. You know, first, what... first, this makes me feel super old because I remember when Pokemon originally came out. Yeah, that's crazy. Same, same. And I actually had I hadn't even really stopped to think about it until you brought it up, Chris. So thanks for that. Did you have a Tamagotchi, Pat? Did I have that, a Tamagotchi? Yeah, that's what Pokemon developed from, was the, yeah. the, the little Tamagotchi. I did. Um, things that you really could raise your monsters on your keychain that you'd carry around. Oh, I'm familiar. I did have one. Yeah, yeah. that was the precursor to Pokemon, and those things were uh, a hit. So then the, what was the company? The Pokemon company. The, was it? No, they tur- that would, they changed their name to the Pokemon company, yes. Yeah. But they developed... They expanded it and said, let's make this video game give us a ton of monsters and came up with the whole aspect of, you know, what what is Pokemon now, so. Oh, you mean Pocket Monsters. Pocket Monsters is what Pokemon is short for. Did you guys know that? I did. That's why you just said it, right? Nope, that's not why. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, Chris... Randy, have you guys ever played any Pokemon games? Used the, the trading card game, uh, TV show. There's been some movies. Pokemon Go was a big thing. Like, what are your what are your experiences in any any or all of that stuff? Yeah, Randy, what's your experience? None, zero. Never Not played a- Pokemon. Never played any video games. Watched one of the movies, I think, which was Detective Pikachu. Uh, I actually, <laughs> I actually think I got into Digimon somehow more than Pokemon. I remember watching the Digimon cartoon. What a rebel. I put all my eggs in in Digimon's basket and then (laughs) somehow Pokemon really came out on top and uh, nobody really cared about Digimon. You also bet on Betamax, didn't you? (laughs) Betamax, HD DVDs. HD DVDs. (laughs) Laser discs. Yep. Uh, Yeah, so um, I'm not really the right guy to ask about. What's the uh, next cool thing? What's sus, as you guys like to say? That's not how you use that. Yeah, it's still not how you use that. Uh, okay. I think I had a Giga Pet, too. Or I won one for free. I don't know. But, yeah, I remember Tamagotchi. Those were awesome. Like, those were just the coolest thing ever for some reason. Just having a digital pet seemed really neat. And I was right in that age range where it was pretty cool. And then I think I was just, like, we talked about before on here, I was a little too old for when Pokemon came out. And Chris, since you had Pat, who was a good age for it, you got into it. But for me, it never really stuck. But it's really interesting. So I'm excited to hear everything I don't know about Pokemon. Well, so Randy, you did mention that you saw the Detective Pikachu movie. 
I think I saw some of it. It was on TV and I caught some of it. Okay. Just because I was wondering, I mean, there's, there's still like, there's kind of cross-generational Pokemon and they're not just all from generation one. Like, did you find that well, as you were watching it, you kind of recognized most of the Pokemon or at least a good portion of them? Were you kind of like lost in it? Like what, what was your experience with Detective Pikachu? So, so yeah, I mean, as a typical nerd, I definitely know enough about Pokemon without ever having played it. Uh, I did play Pokemon Go when it came out. Uh, and uh, I caught some Pokemon through the game. That was a pretty cool first uh, AR game. And so, yeah, I've heard of like Bulbasaur, like we mentioned, Squirtle. I have watched a couple episodes. I just, I never really understood. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty intense plot, right? Or, or not? No. <laughs> so the actual game is... So you're thinking of the plot for some of the movies and the shows and stuff yeah. like that. Those those do get a little intricate. Yes, the actual the actual games though, at least for the original uh, Red and Blue, the plot is just you walk through these towns trying to collect all the gym badges to be a master trainer. And that's it. And, and then the pokey. I mean, the whole idea is is awesome to me. It's definitely right up my alley. Where you have monsters that fight each other, but then you can level up them, right? Yep. And that I think is the really cool part that I like. So yeah, I mean, I guess I, I don't know enough, so I'll, I'll, uh, I'll have to get into it. Are we going to start playing Pokemon guys? We already do. At least oh, I do. I, yeah, I do. All right. I'm in. Chris, how about you? Uh, actually Pokemon yellow on an emulator was my first major, um, foray into the pokemon universe i uh still remember getting to the first legendary bird and not being able to catch it and using all of my pokeballs and then being stuck i think it was in a power plant or something or an ice cave and not being able to get out and stopping playing the game out of frustration because i'm not i'm refusing to not catch the bird because i could defeat it and kill it but then i wouldn't catch it then i wouldn't have caught them all so then I wouldn't officially be a master trainer. So that was my first frustration with Pokemon. But I've dabbled here and there in a lot of the Pokemon. I never really got into um, the the like the Game Boy Advance or the 3DS versions because I never had the the portable Nintendo systems. But now that switches out. Um, I got Pokemon Sword for the kids. Um, so we play that together uh, on the phone. I've, I've always in and out of Pokemon go it's, you know, it comes in spurts for me. So it'll be like, you know, be really into it for a week to two and then not really open it for three weeks to a month and then check it again. And then want to go on tons of walks and catch tons of Pokemon. Um, so, I, I mean, I, I genuinely, think Pokemon is awesome. I love the character designs on all of the most of the Pokemon. I think it's they're just, you know, cute little cuddly monsters. My kids love it. And so we have Pokemon in their room. We read about they have like the Pokemon um, encyclopedia. So at night before bed, they'll pick a couple Pokemon and we'll read about them. And it's, you know, for me, it's something to to bond with over the with the kids and stuff. So Nice. Can I can I ask a question real quick? What type of game is Pokemon? So Pokemon I would consider it an RPG. 
yeah. would be considered a, just a role playing game. Okay. And are you so when you're trying to catch a Pokemon, are you just is it a random generator that you catch it or not? Are there things you need to? There's yeah. It depends on so like in Pokemon Go, oh, and uh, even a little bit in like the remake of the originals on Switch, it's a little more random. But in the in like the traditional Pokemon game, let me push up my nerd glasses here. In the traditional game, um, you battle the Pokemon, and so then as it gets weaker, it gets easier to catch. So like if you're high enough level, you could catch it like right off the bat with the Pokeball if you're just like way higher level than it. But typically, you have to battle the Pokemon so it gets really weak. And then once it's weak, it's much easier to catch. So that's how you can catch like some Pokemon that are at your level or even a little higher level than you. You can get different Pokeballs, especially as more and more games have come out. There's been more and more types and versions of the Pokeball that depending on which Pokeball you use, you get it's stronger against certain Pokemon type or you know, just stronger in general or stronger, better use for higher levels, stuff like that. So you're battling the Pokemon with other Pokemon monsters, other Pokemon? Correct. Okay. So that's the general idea. You can, you. Well, you can battle wild Pokemon, and those are the ones you can catch if you get them weak enough. And you throw your Pokeball at them, and then the Pokeball will capture them. And if you've gotten them weak enough, they'll stay in, or they might burst out and either run away or you'll have to try and catch them again. The other type of battle is against other trainers. So if you're battling another trainer, you as a you as a Pokemon trainer have six Pokemon you can use. In every game, I think it's always been six. Yeah. Except Pokemon Go, it might be three when you're battling a trainer. Um, but you always have six Pokemon on your team, and so you can battle other trainers. You can't catch another trainer's Pokemon. You have to just flat out defeat them. And when you defeat them, you get their Pokemon? No, you just get in the video games. That's how you get gold. You get, yeah, like, okay. you get money. <laughs> I remember the new Pokemon games that give you like a thousand gold. So I'm like, well, I'm rich. Okay. I mean, it sounds a lot of fun. Like, I would love this. And then the card game is is it similar to Hearthstone magic type game or not? Yeah, it's the same concept. I don't know the intricacies of the card game, though. I never played it. I, I have a couple cards. I mean, we'll talk about it in a, in a few minutes, but um, I, I think most of the people I've ever known who have had cards, they bought them just because, you know, they're playing the video game and they liked just to have their favorite Pokemon, the card version of their favorite Pokemon. I've never known anyone who's actually played the yeah. Pokemon card game, <laughs> yeah. how it's meant to be played. Part of that is because only people I've ever really talked to about Pokemon cards are my brother. And kids who are under eight years old. So I yes, I it's supposed it's like like a Magic the Gathering type game. You know, you lay your cards out, you battle, and you reduce mm -hmm. someone's hit points to zero to win or knock out whoever. But I don't know the mechanics of playing it. I would love to learn Castanets. If anyone out there uh, wants to call in and tell us how do you play the Pokemon trading card game. Please, please do. Well, yeah, the game is supposed to be the actual like game is supposed to be very good. Uh, just never played it. Don't know how. So actually, my coworker Ross, shout out. I think he's becoming a cast in that. He's working his way there. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Cast, cast the intern. Um, 
he says he plays with his son. He busted out the cards. He said he bought a box the other day for 40 bucks online and he's able to sell it for 200 now because they're increasing in price so much right now because it's becoming so popular. Pat, I feel like I sidetracked you a little bit here. We never heard your history with Pokemon though. So maybe we should back up to that. Sure. Uh, my history is probably kind of similar to Chris's. So I had a, I had a good friend who is a starting to be, also become a listener of the show. Shout out to Andrew. Um, he had it on his original Game Boy. I believe he had Pokemon Red. Um, and so I remember just going over to his house and watching him play it a little bit. Um, and that got me like familiar with it. And that was around the same time that the cartoon came out. So I actually, my first experience like really diving into Pokemon was with, was with the original cartoon. Um, and then, you know, fast forward a little, like I think I'm in college and then, you know, you're diving into emulators on your computer. And so I did, uh, I played through most of generation three. I think that was Sapphire and Ruby. Um, so I played a little bit of that one and then a really long break, you know, kind of still hearing about like the training card game. I think that that was like really blowing up around there. Um, and then now, you know, fast forward to now where like I have kids and what really got me back into it, actually, sorry, I'll back up a little bit. I got really into it again when Pokemon Go first launched, um, just because when it first launched, they had all the original generation one Pokemon, which is what I think what everyone, especially our age is like most familiar with. So that got me really like thinking about Pokemon again. And then, you know, Pokemon Go kind of faded back out. And, uh, you know, so now it's now I have a daughter and a son and sometimes just keeping them busy you know, you're trying to scramble to find new stuff to show him. And so I showed him the original Pokemon cartoon and he like loved it. I didn't, I was not expecting how much he would like be all about it. So he loved that. And so then that got us talking about Pokemon, which led us to borrowing the game from Chris, uh, the new game, uh, Pokemon Sword. So we've been playing that together and he, his favorite part is just watching whatever Pokemon he can evolve. He loves it when they evolve. He gets so excited and like jumps up and down. So uh, that's I, that's my favorite part, and I jump up and down too. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, the evolutions and finding your new Pokemon is probably the highlight of the game. Yeah, it's, all, it's especially a, if you're going for the catch them all piece. It's an extremely satisfying gameplay loop for sure. Uh, and so yeah, he loves it. Um, and now it's gotten us to the point where now he's he's buying all the Pokemon toys. He's got like ten or twelve. Pokemon toys. He's been going crazy now for McDonald's because right now McDonald's is, has the uh, they have like the collectible Pokemon cards. We have I think 16 of them. Nice. Maybe 20. I don't know. Uh, the, the downside is my daughter gets the short end of the stick because like, she'll get the Happy Meal so she'll get a pack of cards and then she gets super disappointed because that's not what she wants at all. And so Ben makes out like a bandit because he gets all her cards and she's just left with the food, which is the least good part of the Happy Meal. So, so a <laughs> question for you, Pat, about when you would, when you play Pokemon games, did you, would you like pick your, your six Pokemon and would you keep them on like only those were your main six and you only use those? Or would you constantly switch in and out and try different Pokemon and try new ones? I, I usually keep about 10 or 12 that I'm rotating between, depending mm -hmm. on what you're doing, what the matchups are. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so like I'll still try to catch ones I don't have, but 
I keep it to like a core like 10 or 12 that I'm kind of flipping through and, and keeping somewhat around the same level to, mm-hmm. to switch my team up here and there. Yeah, I like, I like switching them out. I'm probably, I'm probably similar. I might be a little more than 12, maybe to 20 or so. Mm-hmm. Um, like when you catch the new ones, you want to try them and you want to use them and, and keep multiple groups leveling up. Um, but I don't, you know, I, I don't like to keep, I know there's a, some people who play and they have their, their six, they stick with them and those are the six they use and they don't switch out at all. And I don't, that's not how I play. So I'm just wondering if, how you played. Yeah. Randy, what do you think you would do? I would probably try every new one that I got and then stick with probably the same six after that. So I'd try a new one, probably not like it, and go back to the six that I... Go back to what works. Yeah. I think, I see, I think though, in my experience, keeping the same six is too hard, like, because you eventually get this one or two of the later gyms. Mm-hmm. It's too hard to beat it because even though you'll have... You need multiple types of this, of the, the better exactly. matchup. Exactly. Because you'll, you may have one or two Pokemon that have a favorable matchup, but typically that's still not quite enough to carry your to carry you through the gyms especially the ones that are later in the game so i don't know but i guess maybe if you teach even teach the ones who aren't don't have the favorable matchup if they still can learn like a, a move that is favorable it sometimes you can kind of cheese it out that way I don't you know. teach every you teach everyone water stream yeah the exactly. most powerful move in the game so yeah I just like how kids still like the toys at McDonald's better than the food. I'm glad that hasn't that hasn't changed that at hasn't all because I remember that. Too. that one, the rule in our house is you don't get your toy until you're done with your meal. <laughs> I take the toys because once they get the toys, they're not eating anything else. We but, have to do that same thing, Chris. That's how we do it in our in our house as well. But what's crazy is McDonald's is supposed to be like the best tasting. I would assume for kids, that's like one that should be one of their favorite foods, right? I mean. Isn't I mean, they delicious do, to kids. They do. My, so my kids still do like it. Like they do enjoy the Happy Meal. Mm. But they also they really only like they really only really want it because they get the toy. Yeah, they just get the kids just get distracted more yeah. than anything. And my kids hate food in general and don't eat anything anyway. So it's if you give them the littlest distraction, they're not going to eat. <laughs> and then in in twenty minutes, all they're going to want is cookies. So forget about the toy and just go right for the cookies. No, no, they'll still have the toy, but then they'll just get cookies and get the toy all covered in cookie and then cry because the toy is covered in cookie and they (laughs) ruin their cookie and ruin their toy. And there's just no solving that problem. (laughs) Cause there's nothing better than a toy or cookies that you can give them to make them. happy. And then the dog gets the toy because it's covered in cookie. And then they cry because the dog is eating the toy (laughs) and then they put the cookie down and then the dog jumps the cookie. Then they're crying even more. So they're having two tantrums on top of each other. And it's just a crisis situation at that point. Ah, Pokemon. Got to catch them all. Mm Got to catch them all. Mm -hmm. Just like the dogs catching the toy and the cookie. So I saw that they're selling these uh, metal Pokeballs. Did you see this? 100 bucks for a replica Pokemon ball, but it lights up. So my my son has found like the YouTube videos of like the unboxings of all of them. Mm -hmm. So he's he's just way into that right now so that's that's the only reason why i know that yeah randy that these things exist so do they look worth a hundred pat i mean they do look nice they look nice 
is that for a single Pokeball? Because I've seen something similar to that where you get like a set of four or five different versions of the Pokeball. And I think it was about that. Yeah, the one I saw, or at least the YouTube video that he's watching, it's like six. He, it's like yeah. a box and he opens them up and there's six different types of yeah. really nice looking Pokeballs. You got like the original, the Master Ball, then the, yeah. I forget what the next Usually Ultra the, Ball. I think the one in there was the original, the Master, the Premier Ball, the Ultra Ball, Dusk Ball, and... Mm-hmm. Net Ball. Great, probably Great Ball. Great ball. Yeah. So, so the article I read about it was on Polygon, and I saved a paragraph I thought was kind of kind of funny. Uh, it says the ball does not open up and cannot actually catch Pokemon, in part because Pokemon do not exist, and also <laughs> and also because quote this Pokeball must never be thrown. The manufacturer says. So doesn't that to defeat the purpose of having a Pokeball? I think this is a cool little prop. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it's a collector's item, I'm sure. And obviously, if I went somewhere and the artists of Pokemon were there at a Comic-Con, I'd probably try to get it signed, something like oh, yeah. that. So it is cool. I mean, I'm sure all of us would buy one if we had a chance. When we, hit, when we were uh, working with our, our kids, like getting them to, to stay in their beds the whole night and like getting, you know, for like a, a sleep training type program with our, our kids, they could earn prizes. Um, and so on Amazon, we found uh, their Easter egg, like the, the plastic eggs that are in Pokeball colors, three or four of the styles of Pokeball, and then you can buy them in a kit and they come with little like one inch miniatures of all the Pokemon. And it was like 20 bucks for like 50 of them, you know, obviously coming from China because all of the colors were just a little bit off and like the Pokeball design had like a couple extra circles on it. And then it was uh, like the most motivating thing for them. Like once they got that and realized if you stay in your bed the whole night and you don't come into mommy and daddy's bed in the morning, you can pick a Pokeball. They like refused to come into our bed. It was finally after like six years of not having a good night's sleep, I got a good night's sleep thanks to Pokemon. So Pokemon has a special place in my heart just for that. That's amazing. That's awesome. (laughs) All right. Well, let's you know we've kind of gone through our history. Let's dive into the news a little bit. So again, there was the Pokemon Presents conference that they uh, released a bunch of Pokemon news. The first thing. Pokemon Snap uh, was a game, I believe, for... N64. N64. Yep, yep, N64. And uh, so now they're coming out with new Pokemon Snap. Clever name. It launches on April 30th for Switch. Uh, so what it really seems like is just kind of, a, again, an updated version of that Pokemon was, Snap. I wasn't ever a big fan of Pokemon Snap. I, pl- I did actually play that game. And it was... I didn't get it. I didn't understand why they couldn't just make a Pokemon game. Because that's the fun part. Why did they have to make a weird picture-taking game? So. Yeah, it, it was one of those where, like, it was. So I start. I played that game a little bit when I was like late in high school, and so that was I had already kind of like aged out of Pokemon, and it was just like the nostalgia trip for me was like kind of what made it fun. So I, I wonder if that played into some of the success of the original game. I don't know, or just also I guess though too, it just because like a little little kid could play that game that that's actually a good point yeah i'm thinking of it from a college age to adult point of view not realizing (laughs) that i'm probably not the target audience for pokemon snap yeah but just Ah, just dawned on me (laughs) Mm. 
just to go off just to go off that though i've played a lot of games recently where you can just take pictures of your screen in the game like that's part of the game so i feel like even zelda you could just go around taking pictures Mm. of things so i feel like there is there's an audience for it out there so if you take pictures of yourself taking a picture in new pokemon snap are you incepting pokemon snap i think you're a pokemon yeah then you are the pokemon no no because your picture of the picture but of yourself taking the picture what if the picture's back never mind Okay. Thank you. <laughs> next, next thing up, Pokemon yep. Brilliant Diamond and Shining <laughs> Pearl is coming out. You knew we had, we had to work Inception somehow Somewhere. into this episode. That was definitely the best spot. <laughs> yeah. So, like Chris said, uh, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, the remakes of the original Pokemon Diamond and Pearl, coming out. Um, it's coming out sometime late in 2021. Um, kind of some of the, there wasn't like a ton of information about it. I mean, again, I think just, you know, if you are familiar with Diamond and Pearl, you probably know a lot about this game. Um, but the, um, you know what, the, what were, I identify by the Pokemon games by either the starter Pokemon or the legendary Pokemon, yes. which, which were the legendary Pokemon in Diamond and Pearl. Do you know? The legendary. Oh, I read it this morning and i didn't write it in the show notes so i don't it's remember tur- i know the tur- turtwig chimchar and piplup yep those, those are the starters. starters yep those are that's a good set of starters right there yeah i i'm a big uh i'm a big tur- turtwig fan tur- i love piplup i all three of those i i think are really great i'm a big piplup guy yeah i never and and that's actually i'm excited for this because i've never played diamond and pearl like the whole way through the game i know that, like again i know a bunch of the pokemon in it but i've never played it so i'll definitely pick this up this is this will be fun, and, and actually too, because I uh, I don't know if any of you guys played the remake for the original uh, Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee that came out on the Switch, um, but that was really fun. That was a great kind of just little re uh, reimagining of the original game. And that one they changed they changed the catching mechanic in that one to make it a, like a yeah. little easier. You actually were doing a throwing motion with the the controller, more like Pokemon Go catching, right? Yep, exactly. Not not necessarily a, a battle catch. Yep. And so that was kind of, I don't know, it was fine. It was kind of fun. But also sometimes it was annoying. Why Why are all the Pokemon games I heard of, it sounds like they come in pairs. Is there a yep. reason for that? Uh, well, yeah, yeah, Randy, money. I was going to say. <laughs> oh, okay. For our listeners out there, you could not see that Chris was giving the kind of like Johnny Manziel dollar sign thing. Money, 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 fingers. I thought that's that was a castanets sign again, but so Randy, this, is, this is castanets. Okay, this is money fingers. Um, in each version of the game, there are like certain Pokemon that are specific to that version. So, mm-hmm. for example, like Sword and Shield, there's like there's like ten Pokemon that you can only catch in Sword, and ten Pokemon that you can like only catch in Shield. So then, so, so if you want to catch them all, you have to buy two games. Yes. Okay, or you have to have a friend who's buying the game. Either way you're getting you know you're essentially forcing someone to like just buy a bunch of more copies of the game maybe than otherwise they might not sell so why so why if the friend gets the game then you then play you against trade. a friend you can get the pokemon you can trade yeah trade each other okay all right so yeah mm-hmm. uh but yeah so that uh brilliant diamond shining pearl coming at the end of 2021 um one of the kind of quotes from it was that they want to retain the game's aesthetic 
but update it with a very cute, colorful new style. And they will also be adding some player-friendly conveniences seen in the newer Pokemon games. So sounds cool. Like I said, I'll probably be picking that up. How many Pokemon are there? A lot. I think there's over a thousand now. Okay. The original, so yeah, the original had. Each one's got about 150. Yeah. Each game. Yep. Or each generation, I should should say, not game. And what generation are they on? Three or four? They're on eight. Oh, okay. I was close. <laughs> what? Right? Uh, eight is closer to four than 20. So, yeah. It's all a matter of perspective. It's all perspective. All right. And then I think the final piece of big news um, was the other game that they announced, which is really kind of taking a, a turn for or just kind of a curveball in the kind of normal Pokemon style. Uh, they announced Pokemon Legends Ar- Arceus. I don't Arce- even know. Arceus. Arceus. This has got <laughs> me excited. Yeah, it's going to be an open they, world. Game. They've excited a 40-year-old grown man Okay, <laughs> with Pokemon. I'm not going to lie. I will buy this whether my kids want it or not, and I guarantee they will want it. So, Yeah, yeah so this one, uh, they... It's, they're really just changing what kind of style of game it's going to be. They're, this is going to be much more of like an action RPG versus, a, versus the traditional RPGs of the regular Pokemon games. Um, this is going to be an open world game set in the Sinnoh region, and that's the region that you play in from Diamond and Pearl. But yeah. the difference is that this one takes place way back in the past. So it's going to have like a feudal Japan kind of feel is what it looks like. And you're um, using wooden Pokeballs, like a, original weird definitely like more old-fashioned steampunky type yeah. type technology and things the thing that i'm a little disappointed about though is you have uh brilliant diamond and shining pearl coming out in 2021 so within a couple months but then the next game is in the same region with the same group of pokemon that's a little disappointing for me but I think I get it because if they're they're kind of focusing, they've had their focus on the first generation of Pokemon, then they're going to the Sinnoh region for the, the next big focus. I kind of get why they're doing it, but I would have liked to see it expanded a little bit differently. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think, see, I think though, the, the one thing is Sword and Shield kind of throws a, not throws a wrench, but it, for me, it changed stuff up because they had a lot of the original, like they had a lot of Pokemon from other generations' games in mm-hmm. it. Whereas, kind of, I, I believe, and I could be wrong actually, because I there's a big chunk of Pokemon games I missed. But I think prior to that, in the other Pokemon games, you, you kind of couldn't. It wasn't like that. Like you couldn't catch. Sometimes there'd be a couple, a little bit of overlap, I think, right. but they'd usually be like a drastic redesign. They'd have yeah. the same name, but. When, and then on top of that now with Pokemon Home, you can kind of move Pokemon around all sorts of different games. Mm-hmm. That was actually how I, I got a lot of the like Generation 1 Pokemon in, in my Sword and Shield games because I was just kind of moving stuff around between Pokemon Go and the, game, and the original game and Sword. So um, I, I'm going to assume that these new games that are coming out will also be compatible with Pokemon Home. And so you, you'll probably be able to import a lot of Pokemon that you may already have from from that uh, which could be cool uh the one the other thing too about pokemon legends is you get a really strong sense of like uh some breath of the wild vibes i guess mm-hmm. uh, the, the more open yeah. world yep not necessarily the top-down rpg view or 
you know, three quarter side view, but more of a, like you said, the open world running around kind of doing a lot of free, free freedom to do a lot, whatever you want. So I think that's a great take on this. I'm still waiting for the uh, Pokemon MMO game to come out where it's just an online going around catching Pokemon, battling each other's trainers and that just sounds like insanity. I think there's so much you could do with a game like that and that Nintendo's dropping the ball by holding off on that. For sure. Is this a Nintendo-owned property then? Yes. Yeah. Nintendo, okay. It's owned by Niantic, the Pokemon company, and Nintendo each have like a one-third stake in Pokemon property. Oh, there's one other company. One weird, not weird, but a company you wouldn't think of. It's like game, like a gaming magazine bought some stake in it when they were first developing Pokemon and they're still still around. It was a good good decision by them. And then the uh the last piece of news and not even really news but just I think with all the announcements and kind of with the 25th anniversary there's been a huge and we've kind of already talked about this throughout the show there's been a recent surge in Pokemon and the trading cards and people buying the trading cards, they, they, they themselves have shot up in value. For example, McDonald's has been having troubles like keeping it in stock. A lot of the collectors were just going to the store, buying up 20 Happy Meals just so they could try to get like all the McDonald's exclusive cards. Um, I know at least once when we went to get uh, Happy Meals, not even like trying to get cards, but just getting them because kind of to treat the kids uh, and they were sold out of the, the, the Pokemon cards. And so they, the kids were kind of bummed um but yeah so i mean there's, there's been that uh i know i was reading a story that a uh game game card like trading store in kentucky was robbed they had a collection of pokemon cards worth like hundreds of thousands of dollars that all got stolen um basically they had like 20 20 boxes of unopened pokemon cards or like booster packs uh and the estimated value of those was like $350,000 and those, those all got stolen. Um, again, we talked about some of the other like uh, card openings on you know, card opening streams and things like that. It's just been wild. It's, it's kind of just crazy that like this trading card game has been around for a long time. Like I, I remember this game being around from when I was in like middle school and uh, it's still kicking and people are still really wanting these cards. It's cool. What? I, I need to put in a correction real quick. The owners of Pokemon Company are Nintendo Game Freak was the one that I couldn't think of. And Creatures, which I, I was mistaken. I thought Niantic was part owner, but apparently it's uh, Creatures, which is a video game company. Um, so what would be in your like top three Pokemon, like your favorite ones out of all of them? Chris or Pat? Chris, why don't you go first? I would have to probably pick Snorlax. Uh, I always thought it's funny that he's just this giant Pokemon who sleeps. That's his gig. Sounds like a pretty good life to me. And then uh, <laughs> Groudon, which is this one of the legendary Pokemon in maybe Generation 5. I'm not really sure, but I just remember um, at work, one of the kids that I used to work with at my school, his he would always come in and one of his things was if he had a good day he'd come in and he'd get to pick a pokemon picture and i'd print it off for him and so he came in one time and we, he picked groudon and then it just became a joke between us 
uh, about Groudon and I'll, I'd be Groudon and and he would like run away and stuff. So it was uh that's got a you know special place. So I like Groudon a lot. And then last one, I don't know. That's a tough one. Pat, come back to me. You go. Okay. Uh, so my top three, I think my favorite is just like Squirtle, War Turtle, Blastoise, like just all that, you know, him and, and as he evolves, there's just, that was one of my favorites. I would, in playing the original game, I'd always pick Squirtle as my starter Pokemon. Um, I'm a, I'm a fan of uh, Diglett and Dugtrio. Uh, they're just like a little, these cute little ground Pokemon. They kind of look like little curved bowl things. They're, they're good. And my third favorite, um, in uh, Pokemon Sword, um, Pangoro. He's a fighting Pokemon. He looks essentially kind of like a more meaner looking Kung Fu Panda. Kind of how to describe. He's, he's got. Does he? Is he the one with like the bamboo shoot yeah. and the headband? Yep. 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 He's he's probably my favorite one. Uh, like he, he when we talk about our teams, he's one. Of, He's one of my like ten Pokemon that I rotate through, and he's usually in the squad. Like he, he's not one who gets rotated out too much, because I just because I like him. So do they? So they can evolve into one or two or either. Typically, Pokemon will have one to two evolutions depending on like per level. So like if like the starter Pokemon's have two evolutions because you're keeping them typically around like low levels, like since level one. Um, Pokemon that you might encounter later they'll to then they'll like only have one evolution um at like a later you know like you'll, if you're catching a pokemon at, like, you're getting them later 19, in the game right if you're catching the pokemon at, like level 19 it may not evolve to like thir- level 32 and just have like that one level one usually with level 99 is the max right yep but once you get a pokemon to level 60 they're they're almost kind of unbeatable like unless you're well that's another giant level person right so the, well, so this is something we haven't gotten into was, was with Pokemon uh, Sword and Shield. They added a huge multiplayer component where you could like, battle each other. And that just created a, an even different kind of meta of, um, of just like how to train your Pokemon. And, and it's like, like it's, so, it's so complex. I don't even totally understand it and don't even. Like there's Poke- Pokemon Pro battles that they yeah, exactly. make a living by catching Pokemon in the video games and then battling them them, battling them and that's it too they they included breeding and so like you're breeding the pokemon to get these specific traits because that makes them better at at like the pro battles that you would do it's wild and really get into the min maxing of the stats yes like like a uh true rpg you know we're talking about D &D min maxing this is pokemon can get the same way someone argue though that that's against the spirit spirit of the game of D &D. what min maxing Min-maxing is, yeah. Because then you're losing, you can lose out on some of the role-playing. Well, what if you role-play that you're a min-maxer? Look at me. I'm a, my name is Max. This is my little brother, Min. This is Min and Max. I get all the good stuff. He gets all the bad stuff. That's what we do. Hey, guys, it's me, Min. I just, yeah, Min. Min, what's up? Nothing. I'm just being small. Yeah, no. I'm the Max. I'm the big one. You're the, you're the little one, Min. Oh, thanks, Min. It's, you know. I got all the strength. This is my strength. I rolled a critical hit on my strength. I don't. I don't have anything. I'm too small. I just walk around. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, why don't you jump on my back, there, man? Let's just get get onto the caravan. We got a. Oh, we got a dungeon. God will explode. I'm a little cold. Can you, can you bring me home? 
Yeah, climb into my pocket. Okay, thank you. Right, you are. We all go to the same home. We're brothers. I know. So let's go home. So no, we got to go to the dungeon. I don't want to go to the dungeon. It's scary. This is a dungeon. Here, hold this tiny dagger. Hold me closer, tiny dagger. Here you go. Hold me closer, tiny dagger. Exactly. Don't don't stab yourself. I mean, I know you're tiny. You ain't got nothing left. See, I'm a max. I got, I got critical hits lined up like lines. I have movement ten. Yeah, I'm gonna poke you. Poke. What, who now? Poke. What? Poke. All right. That was good. Was it? What? I, just, just makes me so excited for our first D and D game. Cannot wait. <laughs> I have, I have one D and D voice. It's this. This is how I, all my characters going to sound like this. Uh, <laughs> so, so while you guys were whatever that was, I was looking up every single Pokemon. So, can I go through a few and just ask some questions if you guys know about these? Sure. So, these to me looked like I. I don't. First of all, are there some Pokemon that don't upgrade? Yes. Yeah, that don't evolve. Yeah. Okay. Legendary so, ones usually don't evolve, or I don't think ever evolve. So here's the ones that I would say would probably be my favorite if I knew anything more. Klefki looks like a key ring Pokemon. Yeah, that, that's a newer one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, Palasand looks like a sandcastle. Mm-hmm. I don't know that one. Uh, not like, well, there's a smaller version that looks like a pile of sand and there's a bigger one that looks like a sandcastle. These are just ones I thought maybe they ran out of ideas when they did these. Uh, well, that. <laughs> so I will get it. We'll, we'll st- state that Pokemon is kind of getting into the, the Mega Man zone where they're just going to take <laughs> the first thing you see in the room and say, hey, <laughs> let's make a Pokemon out of alarm clock. What's the alarm clock Pokemon? What's he going to look like? Oh, Alarma. We'll throw some eyes on it. Alarma Chew. Oh, we can't think of anything. Let's just make one called Unknown that's a random shape. (laughs) Uh, What does that one do? We don't know. Who knows? Okay. Um, uh, Ditto might be my favorite. Just a blob. Yeah, but Ditto can turn into any Pokemon. Oh, okay. So let's take that one off the the dud list. Um, I like Love Disc, probably just for the name. Uh, The little heart shaped Pokemon fish, the heart fish. Uh, This one had the weirdest name Type colon Null. So it's Type with an actual. He's a legendary Pokemon who was captured and imprisoned. And then, so they changed his name to Type Null because they didn't want anyone to know what he was and then in the game he you can battle him and free him and he gets his fully evolved form which i forget and i know that because my uh son makes me read that one every other night daddy go to the one that was in prison what's that pokemon again tell me his story um, that, actually, that was pretty interesting. I'm, you're getting me into it mm-hmm. more and more. But see, these are all like the, a lot of those games have some pretty cool storylines, especially around the legendary Pokemon. Mm-hmm. But I've never never got a chance to play them because I didn't have those those Nintendo the portable systems the games. Yeah, and I think like that's where I think the company just missed a, a huge, you know, 
part of their their fan base by not putting these games onto you know gamecube nintendo 64 uh what was the one after gamecube we like we never had a real pokemon game on it did it no yeah and we uh, we we being the biggest nintendo system seller ever at the time never got a pokemon right. game imagine how like that that just seems like they missed out right there. I mean, yeah, the idea is awesome. Now that I I understand it more, like I really want to get into this now. Um, the other, my other favorite thing to do whenever I would play Pokemon, and I tried to get my son to do this when he was playing Pokemon Sword, is you always take the six largest Pokemon you own, and that is your team. And there is this Pokemon called Whale Lord, yeah, which is supposed to be like. 800 feet long or some insane number like this is just it's like a blue whale and so imagine you're fighting and you call a blue whale out to battle for you how are you gonna lose how's how's pikachu gonna defeat a blue whale uh i know it's a bad matchup for the blue whale but come on Pikachu's a, a lightning type, and the blue whale would be water type. So the lightning <laughs> type has a strong. He's blue. also a mouse. The whale is gonna crush the mouse. Not his agility. His abilities are oblivious. That's an ability, and water veal. So, and he's eight hundred and seventy-seven pounds. Chris, you were right. I, don't, hmm? I read that book just you, about every night. You know Pokemon that encyclopedia. Uh, all right, I got a couple more then for you, Chris. Surfetched. <laughs> This guy. Oh, that's favorite. the far-fetched evolution. Yeah, I, I like far-fetched. 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 He's so the one. He has also got a bamboo shoot. He smacks it with a. So far-fetched is an early version of Pokemon. So did they? Did they just decide we're gonna do? We're gonna upgrade him. So one of the later? things that they do, yeah, is when they go to different regions, you'll have slight different variations on the Pokemon. Okay. So like for Pokemon Sword. When they're going, this is the Galar region. Is that it? Yeah, but Pokemon Sword, what they did is some of the earlier Pokemons who didn't have evolutions or who only had one evolution, they added a third evolution, or you know, just added some evolution to it. So Surfetched is the evolved form of Farfetched, because in the original game, when he first came out, he didn't have an evolution. Okay. And he was one of the rarer ones or harder to catch ones. Yeah. Okay um and uh my i think this might be my favorite one only because of the picture slaking slacking uh the picture of him looks like he's you remember in seinfeld george costanza had that portrait done of him where he's Mm kind of lying on the couch that's exactly what slacking looks like that might be the snorlax pre-evolution he might evolve into Snorlax. If you guys can Google it and see that. How do you spell it? Real quick. S-L-A-K-I-N-G. Oh, no. That's the gorilla guy. <laughs> what about that poses? That's pretty. That's pretty good pose. I could, be, I could live with him. <laughs> that's, that might be my favorite one. And then my, my uh, one of my favorite names, Nosepass. <laughs> yes. The giant stone statue guy. <laughs> yep, yep. He's funny. I mean, they, uh, yeah. So those are those are my top ones. I also like the name Pseudo Wudo. I think Pseudo Wudo. I love Pseudo Wudo. <laughs> that name is great. Is but it's a giant stick, right? Yeah, that's the tree. Yeah, man. He's also a fighting Pokemon, which is mm-hmm. also fighting stick. Uh, he's in one of the movies that's on Netflix that my kids really like, and that's how we all, all three of us now 
basically like pseudo Udo. And that's how you guys know him. Mm-hmm. See, that's the thing. And there's so many different like media with Pokemon. I wouldn't even know where to start, but I guess if it comes yeah. out, you know, video game would probably be the best one, right? Sure. So. I mean, you can start with the cartoons are great. Yeah. So part of the thing that I got snow, like learned all about Pokemon is when uh, sophomore year of college, whenever, when my classes ended for that day, I'd come home and my roommate would have always just made, he just got, he got home like 10 minutes before me. So he, he would have just made his like lunch and turned on the TV and Pokemon was on at that time. So we would just come home make lunch sit and watch pokemon for an hour and that's you know just make jokes about it and do our impressions of pokemon while we were watching it and eating lunch so that was uh you know you you learn a lot about the pokemon and you learn a lot of their names by watching the cartoons but just think about um you know a couple you know 20 year olds sitting down going pika pika pikachu <laughs> I can imagine you doing that, Chris. Uh, and my and this will be the last ones. Um, this is where it just seems like they ran out of ideas a little bit. Sinisty and Poltegeist, a teacup and a teapot Pokemon. Yeah, those are ghost Pokemon. That's all I know about them. But uh, yes, it does seem like they just ran out of ideas. They're towards the end. They're about... Yeah, they're about 30 from the last Pokemon ever created. There's supposed to be, I think, some lore around them where, like, they're, like, it's just, like, you know, they're in, like, a haunted house. And so it's, like, the haunted, like, floating uh, teacups and tea kettles and stuff. Okay. Um, if I if I had to pick my favorite, it'd be Fampy because I'm, I'm a big elephant person, and uh, I think that's my, my favorite one. So I don't know if he's a good Pokemon or not, but that's the one I would jump into if I played the video game, Fampy. Sweet. Oh, my third favorite. Got it. It's either it's Slowbro or Lickitung. Oh, Lickitung. I saw I came through on him. I'd probably go with Lickitung. (laughs) Great name. All right, guys. So uh, I think that that about does it for kind of wrapping up some of the the Pokemon news and just Pokemon talk in general. Um, Let's jump to our recommendations for the week, our play, watch, read. So, uh, Chris, what do you got for us for play? Uh, well, we're talking Pokemon, so play any Pokemon game. Catch some or all of them. It's fun. Um, call in, play with them, and figure out what your favorite Pokemon is, and send us an email. Let us know. Maybe we'll talk about your Pokemon or do an impression. Love it. Snore. Blacks. Snore. <laughs> Randy. Randy, what's our watch? Superman and Lois. I think I talked enough about it on this podcast. Also, uh, quick read. Uh, Read the article that Chris sent me about, I think it was Chris, the new Nintendo Switch should be coming out uh, this year, hopefully HD and uh, 4K. 4K. So I'm very excited about that. Yeah. So I will be recommending that play. I will be buying that. Uh, Pat? And you're going to buy the new Pokemon Shining Diamond with it, right? I, I... Pretty sure I will be. Also, also, you're gonna get uh, Famicom Detectives. <laughs> We're all, all getting Famicom Detectives. Deep callback. <laughs> Can't wait to get that. Real quick, Chris, what was the name of the emulator you used to play these games? To play Pokemon. 
I don't, I don't I have no, I, have I mean, I think because this is more of our explicit podcast, I didn't know if you used the same oh, one. I didn't, I, it came to me, it rhymes with a part of the male body. <laughs> it was my favorite emulator. So we'll leave that one hanging there. <laughs> I mean, if we'll leave that know, one out, you know, there. yeah, yeah, Pat, what's I'll your read? Like, yeah, I'll jump in on the read. Uh, so I was going through my like stack of graphic novels and and kind of just randomly picked this up and started reading it again it's it's awesome batman hush it's just one of the best batman stories i think there is such a great run uh so if you have that uh read it again if you don't have it uh you know usually the library that's a pretty popular one so libraries can have it or um you know check out some of the digital apps to uh pick yourself up a copy and give it check it out so i recommend batman hush uh all right that's going to about do it for us real quick. Again, if you ever want to try to submit an article for the show for us to talk about, shoot us an email at, uh, it'll be castbringers at gmail.com. Make sure you're checking out our Twitter. We're going to post all the articles that we talked about today up on Twitter. We'll also be throwing up some additional articles for some kind of fun, interesting reads on our parries. Uh, so those check are out our website, castbringers.com. Love it. And our Instagram Check out our Instagram. Yep, we it's at, we have an Instagram still. Yep, there's pictures of stuff. There's a picture. That's so check out that picture. We should post another picture so then we can say there's pictures. I tried to do that and then got too intimidated by Instagram. I guess <laughs> I'm just getting old. So, <laughs> not target audience for Instagram here. I think it's two two steps. Take a picture and post. <laughs> But what button do I push to post? It seems needlessly complex. And I'm not that bad at technology. But apparently, I'm bad at technology. <laughs> All right. We will d give you guys, before we leave, our D&D &D character of the week. This week's D&D &D character is Fanul Tilaputicus. Definitely Greek. Definitely Greek. It is a human female wizard, 31 years old, with an onomancy specialization. Um, she has a cloistered scholar background. Wait, wait, wait. Hello, my name is Fennel Tidolupiticus. I have a cloistered scholar background. Did you know I was a prodigy and demonstrated mastery of the arcane arts at an early age? When I was old enough, I set out on my own to learn more about magic and expand my power. I value responsibility above all else, and I am very protective of my colleagues. Oh, Fennel, didn't see you there. Thanks for, uh, thanks for... It's all right. I know. Well, I casted an invisibility spell. Because Wait, I am very good at Onomon, Nancy. You don't sound like the normal D&D &D characters that, that, uh, may, that I may talk to. This is because uh, I, 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 I have a voice converter spell that okay. I also do. So what would you sound like if you were to say like a dragonborn? Why sound like this? Oh, okay. Wow. That, that's more like it. That's how I. And if you sound like if I was a troll, why does sound like this? And then if you say I was an orc, well, I like sound like this. Hmm. What if you were a human? Well, I like sound like this. Oh, like this because I am a human. Uh, sure. Okay. I'm a human female wizard. It says now, it right here on my sheet. Now, Fennel, are you you're lawful good? That seems pretty definitive. Nope. Chaotic. Evil. That's, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense at all. 
Well, this thing about us chaotics, we don't make a lot of sense. Just you're neutral. Neutral, neutral. Listen, neutral, listen, I'll neutral. just be neutral, neutral, and we'll neutral. call it even. Sounds good. I like chaotic. I'm the imposter. Oh, you're neutral, neutral, sus. Being sus. I am not sus. I like how Fanel's been with us this whole time, obviously, because she didn't call in this time. She's just been waiting quietly for her chance to speak up. So, Well, like I said, I'm an amanamanancy <laughs> wizard. Got it. Girl, lady. <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for this week. Castanets, thank you. Please keep casting. No, we do the casting. <laughs> keep listening to the casting. <laughs> Keep receiving the cast. Keep Take the bait. <laughs> yeah, wait. If we're casting, they're castlings. Wait, why oh, do we castling castlings? We really missed the ball on that oh, one. God. We're sticking with castanets. I, I wanted to yeah. call them. I wanted to call them cast holes, but I didn't know if that was appropriate. <laughs> uh, now we definitely need to click that explicit tag. All right, <laughs> everyone, have yourselves a great week. Until episode ten. Thank you. We out.